Hey everybody, Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Mm, huh? mm. So discover Blue Chew at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. Ooh, that's a sweet tagline. Pretty good. We have a special deal for our listeners, okay? You go to bluechew.com and enter the promo code TALKOMA, T-A-L-K-O-M-A. You're going to get the first month free. All you do is pay for $5 for shipping, okay? Go to bluechew.com, enter the promo code TALKOMA, T-A-L-K-O-M-A. You'll speak to their licensed medical professionals, get the plan that's right for you, and you will start having sex. What if I don't want to speak to a professional? Well, you do have to, Kev. Sorry. I'm happy to talk to them. Yeah. I bet they're cool. Bluechew.com, promo code TALKOMA, is going to give you the confidence to do what you need to do. That's right. So thank you, Blue Chew, for sponsoring our podcast. Everyone, welcome to another episode of Tacoma. Tacoma FD. What a good episode. It's good. What a great episode. We, we just watched, what, 404, right? Episode 404, a wonderfully directed episode. It's the doppelgangers. Who gives a shift? Great title. That's a great title. Great title. That's a great title. Who gives, Who a, gives shift? a shift? It's, that's so clever. What uh, this, guys? I am wearing this to honor you. Look at that. I wore this for you. This is your directorial debut of the season. Thank you. And so I wanted to wear this to honor you uh, as the director of this new episode. And, you know, I'll, I, I appreciate that. And thank you. And I should take this moment to apologize <laughs> for, uh, for what? You notice I'm apologizing at the beginning of all really? these episodes I mean, for my good. conduct. It's, it's a good habit to get in. My conduct for last week yeah, because I, I was very hostile towards you last week. I was aggressive. I was uh, attacking you. I was making fun of you. I feel like we go through this every week. And you uh, apologize. And then you know, five minutes from now, you're going to be mad at me again. I just want to say I'm sorry. Oh, thank you. Is that part of the smoking jacket thing? Is that why? The, the smoking jacket? No, no. Is that, you know, you're going to be calmer, more genteel? Well, I'm definitely in, a, in a mellow mood. I'm wearing okay. my smoking jacket. But here's the story behind the smoking jacket. This is one of the, the pieces of wardrobe from our original Tacoma uh, show. Right, okay. And so, like, I don't know if you remember this. Oh, I can feel myself already beginning to plan my attack on you. And get mad at me? Uh, uh, well, because here's the thing. Do you remember, like, when we when we put together the budget for the original Tacoma FDs? We yes. put in a little budget, a miscellaneous budget for things like wardrobe. Wardrobe, yes. And things like that. And because I like to, you know, to buy robes and fluffy things and comfortable things to wear, and I, and I would wear them, and you wouldn't. right. And anything we didn't spend, we just gave back to the network. Right. And I was like, you should spend it. Right. And buy yourself right. things. Right. And well, I probably should have done that. But I, I went online and bought this T-shirt back then. Right. Uh, I guess on my own dime. I've not got reimbursed for it. Is that from uh, the a Broken Lizard website? Uh, I don't know what this was. Was it the Chive? Maybe it was the Chive at the time. Okay. Well, either way, it's a great looking shirt. And, and Thanks, this, man. This smoking jacket is a, a leftover, a remnant. And from, did you wear it uh, in a prior Tacoma? I, I didn't wear this on okay. Tacoma FD. Or we, may- can, we can flash back to it. Yeah. Or maybe we did. Maybe we did. Oh, look at, look at you. That's a very sexy look. I, I think that people don't appreciate how handsome you are oh wow thank like, you you have beautiful skin thank you and uh beautifully colored eyes thank you and what are you doing here what are you what are you driving up to I mean, what are you up to i don't know in that smoking jacket devious no dirty rotten scoundrels thing going on do you here. think i like is there anything like burt reynoldsy about me <laughs> are you fishing now I, do you think there's anything burt reynoldsy about me like, right now do you think i should wear more smoking jackets <laughs> yes and grow mustaches more often yes i do uh, would you like to come inside for a nightcap again do it again 
Would you like to come inside for a nightcap, darling? Okay, we move on. Let's talk about this episode. Yeah. Who gives a shift? Who gives a shift? Um, it's the doppelgangers episode, which we always wanted to do. Uh, and I think it helped us that we waited this long because we got some great doppelgangers. Mm-hmm. And uh, the idea came from Cousin Bill. Mm-hmm. As we were kind of getting ideas from him, the idea was, you know, he told us that sometimes when there's uh, a, a reason, extra work, uh, some pending issue, sometimes they have to have two shifts working at the same time. And it creates a funny dynamic because usually you think of yourself as your shift and you own the thing. But what if you had to share with guys, share bunk, share whatever, and so the idea was sometimes these guys have to work together um, and uh, let's create a situation. We'd created a storm, uh, so uh, they needed extra manpower. So they put these guys together and now we have to live with the two shifts. Yeah, and and the other thing was in season one of Tacoma FD, we did the B shift because there are other shifts in firehouses. And so yeah. it's like the A shift, they all live together. They know each other, they work together, but they don't really interact with the B shift except for when they're, you know, one's coming, one's going. Right. And so we had those guys as the nicest shift. That's in, right. Yep. J.D. Pardo, our friend, played uh, Captain Lopez. Yep. And, yep. And, and, and then uh, the, the following season. We did the C shift. The C shift. Which and, was another shift in the thing. And they were yeah. just great looking douchebags. Yeah, that was the idea. They were different. The, the B shift were super nice guys and the C shift were douchebags. Like, yeah. like super good looking douchebags. Yeah. Not in real life. Great guys. Great guys in real life. Uh, but that was the joke. Yes. And then the question is, okay, the D shift, because right. stations have four shifts. Right. Who is the D shift going to be? What is the, the hook? <laughs> and on social media, for a couple of years, people had been remarking how much Gabriel Hogan, who plays Ike Crystal, right. and Dexter Loomis from the WWE looked exactly <laughs> like each other. And it was true. It's like they were like one... Each one was a cartoon. Art imitates life. Yeah. But they were cartoonish versions of the other one. Right. Blonde, hunky dudes with mustaches and intense and muscular and everything. And we were like, what if we do a doppelgangers? Yes. There are doppelgangers. Right. And And so- And we reached out. And we reached out to Dexter Lewis. And and totally into it. Yeah. And we'll talk to him about that. Yeah. I don't want to- Shortly. Jump the gun. Don't jump the gun. Um, but, uh, that was the genesis of it. And that was great. And then that led us to think about, you know, these doppelgangers. And, and one thing we had always done, I think it was from when Scream came out. Mm-hmm. I think it was, you know, very early in the game. We used to say that you looked a lot like David Arquette, yeah. especially when you had your mustache. Yes. And David Arquette was a, you know, a star, you know, he was a guy that was on these TV shows and, and movies. And, you know, we always thought it was funny uh, that we thought you looked like him. Well, everybody has some sort of yeah. celebrity doppelganger. Right. You know? And we always thought, you know, Dewey from Scream yeah. was your guy. Well, because Arquette and I, we do, like, we have the same mustache. And we're also kind of like jowly. Yeah. Got like a, a round jaw yeah. type situation. Yeah. And uh, and we're also like, the, we saw him at Sundance, we're also like the exact same height. Yeah, right. And so, yeah, he was always somebody. And so that, the idea was, hey, now we're established enough and the show's established enough that we could actually reach out to David Arquette and ask him if he'd like to be in the show. Yeah. And we did, and he said yes. He said yes. And we were stunned. We couldn't believe it. Because actually- We were so excited. We were like, there's no way he's going to say yes. Yeah. He's a big right. movie star. Like, yeah. no way he's going to say yes. Right. And he said yes. And he said, yeah, I like having fun. I like those guys. Yeah. And we he even, came. We even talked about my, uh, my similarity in appearance to David Arquette in season two. We did. We had a little thing in um, the elevator mm-hmm. where I say, 
I mean, I guess we can show the clip. If I may, I think that your mustache has grown quite thick over the past mm. year. Congratulations. You know what? I don't think you look like David Arquette anymore. I think you look like De Niro. Oh, De Niro. Like a young De Niro, though. Mm. Not that CGI bullshit De Niro. Young De Niro. Do the th do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what's great? Yeah. We, you know, because you're kicking it over to Joe. Yeah, Joe. Yeah. We have a new nickname for him. Yeah. Joey Clips. Joey Clips. But we didn't even make it up. We, I think Brian came up with it. Um... And we call him Joey Clips now, and Joe's going to have the clips, and J Joey Clips is going to play it. Yeah, Joey Clips. It's a great fucking nickname. It's so great. Joe, that's a great nickname. Joey Clips, great nickname. Do you know what's funny is that, like, uh, some podcasts actually have a camera. I mean, I could actually, they have the camera. They, they just don't yeah. want to set it up on themselves. Yeah. But that way we can interact with them. But that's okay. That's a, the mystery of it is kind of nice, you know? Some people don't even know what they look like. What do you think? Uh, close your eyes and pretend you don't know what okay. Joey Clips looks like. Yeah. What do you think somebody I think thinks? he looks exactly like he looks. I know. So, okay, that's not fair because you know. Like he has kind of like a, I'll tell you this to the fans out there. I think he has a little bit of a Brian Quinn look to him. He, do you think so? Exactly like Brian Quinn. Yeah. Do you know who Brian Quinn is? From Impractical Jokers? A former firefighter. Yeah. And a good friend of ours. And, and has, I think you look a lot like him. And he's also. And I think that's flattering. Hey, and, you. and here is irony and uh, art imitating life, imitating yeah. art. Yeah. We can show a clip of Brian Quinn from season one of Tacoma FD. Yeah, Joey Clips. Yeah. Put the clip on. No, no, this isn't good soup. This is great soup. Minestrone, champagne of soup. Here's the thing, though. Uh, my dick's starting to hurt, and I got to take a piss. You know what? That might be our best bet. What? Urinate. In my dinner. Dude, it's still warm. Okay, so anyway, so the exciting thing, we get David Arquette to come in, and we get him in that uniform, and he looks like you. And I, I think another funny thing was um, the the first day you guys were doing your bit, I took a picture and I sent it to the other Broken Lizard guys. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, holy shit, it's happening. Yeah. We're doing a Twins episode with Lemmy and David Arquette. And they were so excited to hear that. They thought it was fucking great. Excited and jealous. I think, yeah. uh, you know, I don't want to give away any other uh, guest stars from this season, but like we had a couple, we have a couple guest stars this season that like really tugged yeah. on the Broken Lizard. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And Arquette was one of them. And uh, the other funny thing you guys did um, uh, was that Kaniki Zuko thing, like which is always a you know, we're big Grease fans, right? Oh, we yeah. love Grease. And uh, there's that moment where Kaniki and Zuko hug each other in Grease, and then they don't want to make it seem like they're pussies or whatever, so they, you know, they act tough. You know, they hug and then they act tough. Yeah. And we did that exact same moment. Oh, we did with you and Arquette. Yeah, which I thought was fantastic. a really heartfelt hug. Yeah. Like, you really so good to see each other. Love each other. But don't want anyone to think you'd love each other too hard. Yeah. You know, and then you break apart. You know, yeah, because you let down your guard. And that was homage. Um, and so our cat was great to have. Uh, Dexter Loomer's great to have. We'll talk to him in a little bit. Um, and then we had a lot of other great stars. We had Amin Joseph, who you know from Snowfall. And he actually is friends with uh, Marcus in real life. You know, they know each other. They worked with each other on Snowfall. Yep. And uh, he came in to be Granny's doppelganger. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Brett Davern, who uh, people know from uh, the show Awkward on MTV. Mm -hmm. um, and he came in to be, because we wanted to have uh, a male-female uh, doppelgangers. Yeah. And so we brought him in to be Lucy's doppelganger and play my nephew. Uh, and he's fucking hysterical. He did such a great job in the episode. Um, and then we had Paloma Esperanza Robinoff, who came in to play... Uh, Snorkelberry, which was, isn't the joke, uh, about the doppelganger from Nickelberry. 
And so we had these uh, these uh, guys come in, these five guys, and they were the doppelgangers and fantastic. We got a bunch of pictures of them. Joey clips to put them <laughs> up. <laughs> We got some clips. It's so sad. Uh, We had a great time uh, with those guys. Um, And we brought other people in. Heather Mazur came in. This is her first episode of the season. Yeah. Plays my wife, Vicky. Um, And uh, she came in and she, this is the first time she was back and she's the most wonderful. And uh, she did such a great job. And we we have great stories with her going forward. And we'll have her on as a guest. And then uh, the other one, the other guest. Yeah. Phil Hudson. Yeah, Phil Hudson. And, uh, you know, you might not know Phil Hudson, but Phil Hudson is someone who works with us. Uh, he works with us on our social media stuff. He's a behind-the-scenes guy. He's been in the writer's room. Also, he's in uh, season two, episode 12, The Fire at right. uh, Nightmare Manor. Okay, yes. He's in season, he's in 213, though, too. He's He plays Drunk Santa. Oh, he is Drunk Santa. Yeah, and yeah. in 212, he's, uh, he's a pair of forearms. <laughs> sticking through the wall and the hall of hands. And it's funny because he's got big ham hock yeah. forearms. And I remember Gabe. Yeah, he says his name on it. On thing. Yeah, Phil. he goes, hey, so Phil. Then, yeah. I forgot about this place. Ah, Jesus Christ. Is that Phil back there? <laughs> Strong as an ox. But he came out to me before the shot, before I walked down there. He's like, see if you uh, can walk down the hall and, and find Phil's forearms. Yeah. And every all the extras are back there with their hands through there and just regular forearms. And then you go, and there's uh-huh. Phil's big ham hock. He is also in Quasi. Oh. Now all the guys who fuck sheep. Frere Jacques, Frere Jacques, Dormen Moo, Dormen And we put him in there as a sheep fucker. Uh, and we kind of played a joke at him because it wasn't shot that way. And then what we did is we cut it together so that Jay calls him a sheep fucker. And then we cut to Phil. Right. And uh, the first time we ever showed that, they got a huge laugh. And mostly a lot of it from people who know Phil. Well, but there's, uh, there's a very funny story with how he came to be in this episode. In- yes. So... So anyway, he is, to set it up, he's the porn guy in the opening scene. He's burning the porn. Yeah. Um, and um, he was not originally cast to be that guy. He was not. Yeah. No, no. The uh, We had cast another actor, a real actor. Yeah. Not that Phil's not a real actor. Yeah. Uh, but he's not. Mm-hmm. And we cast a, a real actor to be the porn guy. And that morning, he tested positive for COVID. Boom. Here we go again. Here we COVID, go again. Here and we so, go. and we didn't have time. Uh, to cast anybody else because yeah. we were in this park and we were going to do pyrotechnics. We have a big explosion coming and we only had the park for half a day. It wasn't like the scene with your kid that we talked about last week where we could just move it down the line. Yeah. We're out in the world. We have this location for a limited period of time. We got to shoot it. Yeah. And if you move, it's going to cost, coming yeah. back, it costs a lot of money to shoot out yeah. there. Yeah. And so we needed somebody who could do some religious stuff. And we looked <laughs> at our favorite Mormon, <laughs> Phil Hudson. Yeah. And he came out there and, and we threw him in there, and he just, on the first take, he just went off on an anti It was so great. And, you know, the funny thing was, like, he, you know, uh, he's a different size guy than the actor that we had cast. Yeah. Um, and so there was a scramble to find wardrobe from him, and then they, you know, somebody ran to his house to get wardrobe, and it, it, he, he, was, uh, he was kind of fawned over. And I think that was a nice thing for him, uh, that it was kind of set up to, for him to succeed. Yeah. You know? Do you think he uh, went to his head? Do you think like he yes, got, he got, definitely. uh, well, well, when people see this, uh, you know, people start talking about this episode, it will. Yeah. Uh, right. When Cause he he's great. I mean, he, he is a uh, Mormon and, uh, he has a background, uh, uh, that is not, uh, I don't know. How, how, how do you say it? I mean, I guess he, he's not a porn guy. <laughs> no, he's, a, he's, he's a more, no, he doesn't drink. Yeah. He doesn't smoke. He yeah. doesn't uh, look at porn. And so it was kind of like, hey, let's throw Phil in to be the guy burning porn. And he had a, a fucking blast of it. A happy ending to that story. Yeah. Is that the guy who, who got COVID. 
Uh, and he was a guest actor. You know, you cast him, he auditions, he comes in, and he was going to do a great job. He was very upset. He was super upset. It was another thing, like we talked about your kid. You, you build up to it, and you're excited to come do it, and and then this thing happens. And so he missed out, but what we did is we cast him down the line. So uh, in episode 10 this season, we'll talk about that later, uh, we had him back as a different character, and so it was a happy ending. Very well, happy I hope, ending. I hope it was a happy ending for that guy. Um, now, uh, also in that porn scene. Yeah. The other Lemmy son. Yes, Theo. Right? The other Lemmy son. We, so, you know, uh, the porn raids down on a bunch of kids and they pick up their porn. And so it was your son, Theo Lemmy. Yeah. And it was Jamie Kaler's daughter, who is Captain Polanski. Yeah. We know him as Captain Polanski. Hannah Kaler. Yeah. And then uh, Jed Colbert, who is the son of one of our writers, Mike Colbert. And um, they were all willing to put their kid in this porn magazine scene. And uh, and some of them had some swear words to say. Well, Theo <laughs> Theo is excited because you know he had been in in a season two episode in the Christmas episode with with Carlos. Yeah. Um, but then he had you know stood by and watched Carlos act in in the Snackaton episode and, and make some money and get on TV and get recognized. And then he would have his friends over and put it on TV. Sure. So Theo got him, got him girls. Got him some gu- some girls at school. <laughs> so Theo was like fired up to 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 act in the show. Yeah. And the best part was. He knew he was going to get to say the word, all right, tits. Yes, tits, yeah! Tits, right. So he looks at the porn magazine, but the funny thing about these porn magazines is it's a, it's a broadcast television show, so you can't, it's, there's so many hoops you got to jump through. You got to send every picture to uh, Standard and Praxis, every title for every porn thing. So it has to be just porny enough, but not cross the line. And so yeah. American tits... Yeah, apparently is acceptable, right? To standards and practices. Well, we've used that. We use that in season one. Yeah, we used it we, in season one. And yeah. what's the one the girl holds up? Uh, she holds up American Dick. No, American tits and American Dick. You can have that. Yeah, uh, but you could. There's a lot of things that didn't uh, didn't fly. Right, but so but the funny thing is, is so like I, I was on with Kaylor. Yeah, and I was like, hey, you know, because you kind of like, I mean, sometimes you don't really want to deal with professional actors' parents. Like like sure. kids, the professional kids' parents. Sure. And it's better to have your own kid on there because then you can just tell them what to do and, sure. and not worry about anything. Kaylor was a fucking basket case. I know he was. He was a basket case. Well, it was funny. He was so nervous for his daughter. It was and, fucking hysterical. And actually, he turned into a stage mom <laughs> as well. Like, he was, like, kind of getting upset. He's, yeah. he's like, no, Hannah, you have to you, say it like on, this. You gotta do this. You gotta do this. You know, and I'm standing next to me. He's, like, biting his nail. And he's, like, you know, it's like... Watching your kid, yeah, the little league at bat. You know what I mean? And yeah. He's just like, you know. But it was funny because hysterical. So I face, you know, I Facetimed him. I was like, "Hey, Kaylor, uh, did your daughter want to maybe like uh, do some acting, act in uh, an episode of Tacoma FD?" And he's yeah. like, uh, "I guess so. What what would she have to do?" And I told him the scene. You know, she's got a like Theo's going to do it, and he picks up a magazine and said, "All right, tits," and then she would pick up a magazine and say, "All right, dick," <laughs> and he was like, "Uh," <laughs> and I was like, "Cause she's like ten. Yeah. And uh, he's like, um, yeah, let me see. And, and he brings her over and, he, and he's like, hey, Hannah, say all right, dick at the top of your lungs. Like, like you're psyched. And he's got the camera on her and she, she goes, all right, dick. <laughs> and I'm like, she's perfect. She's got the part. Okay. She's got the part. Okay. But now here's the thing is that yeah. then she wanted. She didn't know what it meant. She didn't know what it meant. Yeah. And she wanted to know what it meant. Oh boy. And so, he, but he said, it's basically like, um, if you've got like a guy named Richard Nixon. Yeah. You shorten his name and it's Dick. And so that's, you're going to lift up a magazine and you're saying okay. like, instead of saying that's like, the guy all right, on the cover. Yeah. All right, Richard, you're saying, all right, Dick. And so that's okay. what she thought. Okay. So now. That's wholesome. We get to the set. Yeah. And we're doing the scene and, and um, the child, you know, the, the, the child 
services woman oh, is yeah. there when oh, you yeah. got the miners. Oh yeah, they're there watching. Yeah, yeah and, and sure. we have one that's always with us. Like, yes, it's always the same one. Yeah, and she comes up and she knows like first of all it's our kids and she yeah, knows yeah. we're we're good yeah. wholesome things. But she comes up to um like she didn't know what was going to happen. And so here's like this thing going on. It's porn is raining down on the kids and, and Theo's going, all right, tits. And Hannah's going, all right, dick. Yeah. And, you know, we're shooting the scene. Everything's great. And, and uh, we're done with it. And she comes up to me. She's like, so there's just a little, I just have one little issue to discuss with you. And I okay. said, okay, what's that? <laughs> and she's like. The, Her job is to protect those kids. And from he, someone like you. Right. And so, and, and so she goes, uh, Hannah. And I was like, and she says it in front of me and Kayla. She, she got me and Kayla there. Right, right, right. And she's like the word uh, dick. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Kayla's like, well, that's okay. She doesn't know what it means. She thinks it's just short for Richard. Yeah. Dick. She's like, uh, well, that's right. That's fine. Except that uh, Theo just told her what it means. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's my boy. That's my boy. <laughs> of course. Yeah. So anyway, so now Hannah knows and it's my son's fault. Okay. And now we're going to get sued. And yeah, that's it. By Kaler. Anyway. God, but yeah, but Kaler, but Kaler was a basket case. He was. It was so funny. Like, in fact, one time I actually to be like, Kaler, just, yeah. will you walk away? Yeah. Because he's like standing behind the camera, like biting his head, like, come on, Anna. Come yeah. on. And then she's saying, it's, and with kids. It's the you, bottom of the ninth. Well, with, with kids, you know you're going to have to do it a few times. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, they're just children. They don't know. Yeah, yeah we like, know. All yeah. the intonations. You, you only need to get one. Just, you just need one. That's right. And with kids, you're like, we're actually going to do it like 40 times. Yeah. And just say it over and over again. We're yeah. just going to do it like 40 times. And, uh, or 30 or 20, whatever it is. And so it's like, but Kayla's in there after every day, like, no, 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 Hannah, where you at? And I'm like, Kayla, I got, I'm, I'm, I'm watching yeah. you. You're making her nervous. Yeah. You're making your child nervous. Leave, please leave the set. Yeah. You get that. security yeah. to come yeah. over. Kayla, please leave the set. Yeah. Speaking of that, that's security coming over. Oh my God. Well, this is great. Yeah. Uh, we have footage of this, uh, Joy Clips to put up for us. Um, but we, um, uh, we got shut down. Anymore. All right. That's it guys. That's it. It's a hard out at three. It's a hard out at three. I'm sorry. That's it. Do we have two minutes? Two minutes? No. Nope. We, we have two That's more it. lines. That's it. That, it's, it's like something that happens to like student projects or something. Like, yeah. This is a, we had a permit and we were shooting this park and uh, in the middle of the shooting, uh, the park people came on and they stepped in front of our camera and they shut us down. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, it was like, we knew time was running out. Yeah. And we could see them there. They were like, first they were like 50 yards away, like yeah. talking. And then they were getting closer <laughs> and closer. But the thing was, they were speaking really loudly. Yeah. So it made it hard to shoot. So we couldn't actually yeah. shoot. Just, just, and we were, guys, yeah. we were saying, if you guys keep it down, like, like we just have like, we're literally on the last shot here. If you yeah. just keep it down. And, and they're like, we don't have to keep it down. And we're yeah. like, we have a couple minutes left. Like, we don't have to keep it down. Yeah. We're talking over here. And yeah. we're like, I know, but you're stopping us from shooting. Like we're getting uh, This into woman it. got very indignant. She got indignant yeah. with us. And it was like. And we're, and now we're just, we're not even cutting. Now yeah. we're just going like, uh, and that was, uh, I remember you were off camera and you yeah. were like, don't cut. Does everybody say your yeah, lines? Yeah, I said to the camera, keep going, keep going, keep going. And we're getting and everybody just, it was the longest take in fucking history. Yeah. Like, as soon as we cut, she was going to shut us down. Right. So we just kept resetting and shooting. But we didn't cut. <laughs> and she shut us down. And she walks in front of the fucking camera. And then the astonishing thing. Yes. The astonishing thing. Yeah. Was that then we're all eating lunch. Yeah. And those motherfuckers have the nerve to get on the lunch yeah, line. They were in the lunch line. And with their plates. They shut us down. They were not nice about it. No. Uh, and then they had the balls to get, get in our lunch line. Get in our lunch And line. grab some lunch. <laughs> yeah. And the reason, the reason why we couldn't say anything yeah. is because they were just shutting us down at that at location. That, we were shooting deeper in the park. We were sh after lunch, we were yeah. shooting elsewhere in the park. Yeah. 
And so we were actually going to have to work with them in the second half of of the That's the story of life, Lemmy. It really is. You have to work together. It really is. adversity. But but it it was... Sometimes with people you don't like. I liked those people just fine. Oh, shit. (laughs) I'm surprised... That's one of those, like, you know, the office looks, you know, like... Like when, like, hard Jim, look, yeah. when Jim looks like at hard the look the camera. Yeah. But I, I, I look at this camera all the time. Have you yeah. not been looking at your camera? Uh, I try to talk to you. I try to engage you. You know what? I fuck you, Heffernan. Fuck you, Heffernan. Uh, all right. The other funny thing uh, in this episode, uh, I'm which only, is from- I'm only doing the podcast to these guys no, no, back no. here. Come back this way. Come back this way, Bo. There's, your, there's the thing right there. Oh, there's my close-up. That's you, okay. Bo. You, That's you guys, camera. you can't compete with my close-up That's your camera. Sorry, guys. All you got to do is you got to tell Lemmy where his close-up is, and then that'll be his favorite thing. You know what I mean? Just hang like a little donut off of it or something. They'll be happy. You don't need to hang a donut off anything. Yeah, say close up. Close up. Hey, Lemmy. What? Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. You. Me. Have better sex. That's right. Discover your options. Yeah, there you go. At bluechew.com. Chew it. And do it. Oh, you're doing a great job. Pitch man. You're doing a great job. It's pretty good, right? Yeah. By the way, speaking of great, yeah. we have a great deal for our listeners. Ooh, okay. Okay? You go to bluechew.com and enter the promo code TALKOMA, T-A-L-K-O-M-A, for your first month free. All you do is pay $5 for shipping. What's to, that promo code? You go to bluechew.com and enter the promo code TALKOMA, T-A-L-K-O-M-A. You'll get your first month free. And believe me, the best part about this is everything is done online. You speak with the medical professionals. You don't even have to uh, see them face to face. And uh, when the mailman shows up, like, he's like Santa Claus. Something. Well, he might not even show up uh, to deliver your mail because he's at home, you know, sure. having sex. Delivering the mail. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and he's always on time. Anyway. That's terrible. Thank you, BlueChew.com, for sponsoring our show. Everybody go to BlueChew.com, promo code TALKOMA, first month free, just $5 shipping. T-A-L-K-O-M-A. Bonjour. Comment ça va? Ça va bien? Hmm. Je m'appelle Steve. Comment s'appelle? Oh, Jennifer. Okay. See, that's French. Now, the best way to learn a new language is through immersion. That is living in the place where the language is spoken. But since most people don't get a chance to do that, then the next best option is with Babbel. Hear that sound? That's the sound of learning. That's one of my favorite sounds. Babbel. God, I love that sound. Okay, so listen. At Babbel, for just 10 minutes a day, you will find yourself speaking a new language in just three weeks. And if you can do that for just 10 minutes a day, imagine what you can do for a full year. You can be speaking French, okay? See, Babbel, there's that sound again. Babbel uses great technology that teaches you the practical words, the things like uh, how to communicate. You can ask for directions. You can ask for um, help with the waiter. You can uh, greet people and find out how they're doing. And that's just in three weeks. One in five people has learning a new language on their bucket list for 2024. And with Babbel, you will become proficient in that language. So we have a special deal for our listeners, okay? So right now, if you go to babbel.com slash Tacoma, you will get 55% off, okay, your subscription. But this is a special deal for our listeners only. So get 55% off at babbel.com slash Talkoma. So B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash Talkoma. T-A-L-K-O-M-A. Rules and restrictions will apply. 
With Babel, we can't promise it'll always be easy, but we can promise it'll always be fun and we'll be glad you did it. Okay. If you are serious about speaking another language, go to babbel.com slash talkoma and you will be speaking that language within three weeks and imagine what you can do in a year. Here's another fun fact that I love. Uh, studies at colleges like Yale and University of Michigan uh, discovered that with just 15 hours of Babel, that is the equivalent of an entire semester at a college. Is that an indictment on our learning institutions or just a ringing endorsement for Babel? We don't know. I like to think it's Babel. There's that sound again. Okay. Also, if you just prefer the, the, the live classroom experience, you can go to, to babbel.com slash talkoma, 55% off. And they actually have live classes seven days a week. So try that too. Okay, folks, start speaking that new language within three weeks. Babbel.com slash talkoma for 55% off. Here, do it again. Close up. Yeah. That's how you do a close That's up. That's really good, man. Thanks, you, man. You, you do look like Pedro Pascal right now in this smoking jacket. Look, in, look into your camera it's, and smolder. Look in that camera and smolder. You look like Pedro Pascal. You really do. So does this guy. This guy looks like yeah. Pedro Pascal. Well, that, guy, that guy looks like Pablo Escobar. Yeah. From, uh, well, a series Narcos. they were in together. From Narcos. Narcos. Holy shit. Me and this guy could recreate Narcos. Oh, that's true. Right, you, Pedro Pascal, and this guy. Yeah, we should do a narco, a version of Narcos for TikTok with yeah, us. That would be great. That'd be oh, hysterical. Um, another true story from this episode. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. You know what? And remember, I'm going to be nice to you. Uh, is this Cola Guard uh, thing. Shitting in a box. True story. True story. You know, we're getting that age, right? Where um, you got to go for a colonoscopy. That's the big thing. Yeah. Right? And... Um, you know, my doctor uh, said, well, you know, you can do this box thing. You can do this, you know, you can shit in a box. I find that to be and irresponsible. And then you send it in and they test it or whatever. You can do that. That's irresponsible. And I was like, let's fucking do that then. And well, I don't know. So you're not a doctor. You don't know. I, I think what it is, is that, you know, uh, it's probably not as conclusive as the real colonoscopy and that ultimately you should have one anyway, but you can still do this on a regular basis and keep the situation monitored. Yeah, but it's like, like I went to a, get a colonoscopy and it's like and whatever they find in there they can just address and you wake up they tell you this is what we found and this is what we did about it right and also but i didn't have to do that thing where you go and you eat stuff and you cleanse and they stuff you know stuff up your asshole like i went into my fucking you know bathroom and i shat into a tupperware yeah and then i put it in the mail yeah but all that is undignified too like like you're you know look what's how is that undignified i shit in my bathroom all the time I know. Right, I get it. You know, here, here's, how it's, here's how it's undignified. Like, here's undignified. Right? And this is what we know, right? So now this Cola Guard thing, you see the ads on commercial all the time, or the, the commercial on TV all the time, right? Yeah. You see it during NFL games or whatever it is, and it's the certain kind of box with a smiling yeah. cartoon character, and everyone knows that's the shit box, yeah. right? That's the box that has shit in it. And so I shit in that box, and uh, and then I had it. And I had to go run errands. And one of the errands was to hit the post office. Yeah. And you have to bring that box to the post office, right? Yeah. And so my kids also had seen that box sitting on my desk yeah. for weeks because I hadn't gotten around to shitting in it. Yeah. And they're like, what's that box for? And then they know. And so by the time I did it and I sealed that box up and I'm carrying it around doing errands with my kids, they know what's in that fucking oh, box. Oh, yeah. There's a shit in that box. And yeah, and when you take a turn too hard in the car, like that uh -huh. thing slides across and sure. slams against the thing hard. Oh! Holy 
crap, that's surprisingly heavy. Taco Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. You? Hard. Yeah. But that's not... You. And then they know that when you go to the post office. You walk into the post office, they know it because there's a fucking cartoon character on it. They know what that box is. Hell no. I'm not walking into the post office carrying that. By the way, that box doesn't go in the regular mail. Yeah. They've got a toxic box area. <laughs> you have to put that thing. They're like, oh, oh, no, 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 no. You don't, no, we don't take that here. You have to go put that in. And it's like a, a box mm -hmm. with like the... The triangle of like hazardous uh, sure. material. They're like, that's where that box goes. Sure. Cause it's shit. It's shit. And we, and we had all kinds of funny jokes about it. My favorite joke is about the not enough postage, insufficient postage. I told you to mail that days ago. I did, sir. It says return to sender, insufficient postage. It must have been too heavy. <laughs> Mom always said I could fill up the diaper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which we riff. And also, you know, in the, in the show, they've got the, the, like, don't go past this line. Like, yeah. oh, that's not going to work for me. Yeah. Do not fill the collection bucket above the fill line. Uh-oh. <laughs> I guess that counts me out. There's a lot of shit talk going on here. There's a lot. Almost too much shit talk. Yeah. Well, but that's the other thing about you is, like, sex jokes make you uncomfortable. Okay. But you love talking about shit. Um... This is the undignified Maybe it's thing. just more a part of my life. Okay, so here's the sex. thing. Here's the thing. Here's Shit the thing. might be more a part of my life than sex. <laughs> so here's the thing. <laughs> I look into the camera and say that. Shit might be more a part of my life than sex, guys. <laughs> okay. So, but, but here's the thing. That's not true. Sex every day, guys. But then Go. here's the thing. I flush my toilet. Yeah. And I'm done. Yeah. You then have to... But then you might have pancreatic cancer. Who the fuck knows? No, you know why? Because yeah. then I go to the guy, he puts a camera up there, and whatever was in there, we take out. Right, sounds worse. And I'm, No, it's better, because here's what happens. Yeah. They give you a little shot, and then you're, they're like, count to ten, and you're like, one. <laughs> and then you wake up, and they're like, how are you doing? And you're like, pretty good. <laughs> and they're like, you thirsty? You're like, yeah. And like, you want a cracker? Yeah. yeah. Painters. You have to come face to face with your one of your and do it every day, bro. Movements, bro. I do it every day, brother. There you go, brother. Every That's day, life. Brother. That's life face for to you, face brother. Shit every day, brother. It's a metaphor for life. Um, but okay, so this is the conversation that we had in the writers' room, yeah. which inspired this idea. It's like let's talk about this. Now the problem is, and this is how you write television, yeah, folks. But the problem is this: is that it's not a joking matter, right? I mean, in the sense that it is a serious thing. Right, uh, detection uh, of of things, like pancreatic cancer, things like that. Your prostate, you know, that stuff is yeah. important. And guys our age should do it without question. They should do it. Yeah. So what you have to do is you have to walk in the situation and not make fun of it, mm -hmm. but still find humor in it. Okay, like that PSA at the end, right? We do the PSA at the end, and we did that because you, we had all these jokes about shitting in boxes. Yep. Uh, but what the real message should be: Hey, if you're guys like us. You should go get yourself checked out. Right. That's a good message. Yeah, no, we did so a real you PSA. Find the, find, the, find the balance. We did a real PSA, and then we broke the fourth wall, and the other guy's like, what's going on here? And it's, a, you know, I find it actually is one of a, you know, like, honestly, when you're making a TV show, what you want to try to do is be consistent. And it's like either it's a slapstick show, it's a broad show, or it's like, a, you know, kind of like straight up the middle comedy, whatever. It's, yeah. We're all over the place, but like we do things like sometimes we do like straight up firefighter episodes. They're like firefighter Correct. content. And then sometimes we go like, we do go super broad with something. And that's a, right. a thing where it's like, we're at the end, we're breaking the fourth wall and we're doing sure. a commercial and people are seeing the, the, you know, the more, you know, thing yeah, yeah, yeah. going over. The, and, yeah. and, um, but you know what? We're just having fun. And that's actually what life is all right. about. But we have fun, but you, we, we shouldn't, you know, be dismissive, you know, of 
things that are important. It's kind of like that episode 208, right? The PTSD thing with the with the with the group therapy yeah. episode we did. That's important stuff. That That's is right? important. You stuff. can't mock it or make fun of it. You have to promote it. But we but we do it in a fun way. Have to find out how to make it funny. Right. I think right. I think I think we we'll come to it. I wish rip- the show was over because this yeah. was a great way That's to end it. That's a really good a good way to look at it. But it's not over. Speaking of shit though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're let's so, move on. We're so stupid. Let's move on to the funny shit story though. I hope, do you think, can you unsubscribe? Yeah, you can. Can you that. unsubscribe yeah, you from this channel? You can click off of that thing. Yeah. Do you think we're losing uh, viewers? Well, you know, it's like you know, it's it, you hit your shit quotient, and then people get want to get out. Well, but we're right? always we're always like, why are the male uh, viewership so much higher than the female viewership? Well, women shit too. Okay, so this other story uh, from the episode, uh, which I think is a, also a shit story. Unfortunately, sorry everybody, but it's a funny. It's a funny old story from Broken Lizard lore. Yeah. And it's, um, I'll let you tell the story, but it was uh, uh, inspired this scene where I'm in the bathroom here yeah. and I'm preparing to do my colo guard. And you and Lucy come and start knocking on the door because you want to talk to me, which is one of Kevin Heffernan's pet peeves. When I am taking a shit and I'm in the toilet, I don't want to talk to you. And I found that out the hard way. <laughs> so here's what happened. We were we had made a movie called Club Dread back yeah, in two thousand four. Yeah, that was a long time ago. That was a long time Super ago. Super long time ago. Well, we realized we'd like to do when Super Troopers came out. We went around uh, yeah. the five of us. We were all in New York City, and we would go to movie theaters. This is back when movies were in theaters. Yeah, yeah. Remember that? <laughs> and DVDs were a thing. But we we would go around to different movie theaters on Friday. We're like at noon. We're going to the theater in my neighborhood on Eighty Sixth Street. You know, we're the Eighty Fourth and Broadway. And then yeah. we're gonna go hit the one down on you know uh, like Kipps Bay or yeah. you know the AMC, whatever it was. See some laughing audiences. Yes, yeah, we'd buy tickets to our movie and see if people were buying tickets. And we'd stick our head in and see like how many people were there. If people were laughing, you know, you you do that all opening weekend. It became it was the beginning of a tradition. And so Club Dread came and we were doing that. And so in this case, it was so Paul Soder, right. a Wolf Boykins, and a writer on our show, yeah. Kevin, yeah. me, and we're with our uh, yeah. Searchlight rep, going around in these theaters. And we were at Kipps Bay yeah. and, uh, in New York City. And Kevin uh, went to the bathroom with a newspaper. I want to go take a shit. Back when people read newspapers. Right. And <laughs> he, uh, he went to, to- At the movie theater. To drop a doozy. Yeah. And so at that point, though, um, so I'm sorry, what had happened before that, though, is Kevin and Paul and I, Stuck our heads in the movie theater, and it's and it's just before the movie's gonna see play. See what the crowd looks like. See what the crowds look like, and it's a daytime. It's still noon, so it's not yeah. that heavy. Also, a great time to take a shit in a movie theater because there's not much traffic. Exactly, and that's what Kevin decided to do. So he goes there, and so Paul and I are sitting outside the theater because we're not gonna sit through the movie. Yeah, and you're not gonna hang out with me in the bathroom. Certainly not. And we're with our rep. We're just having a conversation. All of a sudden, a guy comes out of the ba- of the of the theater, and he's like, "Oh my God, it is you guys." I was, I'm a huge Super Troopers fan. He's there opening bell, so clearly he is. And, and he's like, I saw you guys poke your head in the theater. And I was like, no way. Oh, those are the Broken Lizard guys. And, sh- and it's you. And we're like, what's up, dude? That's awesome. He's like, I love Super Troopers. Well, you know, we're having that moment and everything. He's like, he's like, where's Farva though? I, I saw Farva here. We're like, well, it's kind of funny that you say that because he's, he's taking a shit. And he's like, oh, that's funny. We're like, you know what would be hysterical is if you meet Farva Let's go meet him. Let's go to the bathroom, and, and I'll introduce you to him through the stall. 
And so we're like, and Soder's like, yeah. And, and the guy's like, oh, awesome. And so we go in there and we find the one stall that's occupied. Sure. You take the fan into the bathroom yep. to meet me Yeah, while and, I'm shitting. And we can hear the newspaper crinkling. Kevin's reading the fucking, <laughs> the political section. And I'm like, hey, Kev, uh, we got uh, this guy. Uh, his, his name Schmaltzy. is Joey Faria. He's out here. He wants to meet you. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and there's total silence. Yeah. Total silence. Yeah. And, and, and I'm like, I knock on the door again. I'm like, Kev, uh, we got a fan out here. He's a huge fan of Super Troopers. He's here uh, seeing Club Dread. He wants to say hi. And the guy's like, hey, uh, Mr. Heffernan, how you doing? <laughs> or hey, Farva. And, and still silence. And we're like, Kev, what, uh, there's a guy here. We know you're in there. We can see your feet. <laughs> yeah. we, we know what's going on. Yeah. Silence. And we're like, okay. He's mad. Yeah. Terry. We know you're in there. Would you two leave me the hell alone and give me some privacy? Fine. And I'm not going to fucking talk to people through the toilet. Yeah. So So I I said nothing. He said nothing. And so we bring the guy back outside and we're like, you know, it's kind of an appropriate meeting. That's just the way Kevin is. He's a little crotchety sometimes. I don't like to meet fans while I'm taking a shit. Yeah. We're like, he's fussy like that. He's finicky. (laughs) And so the guy, you know, he goes, we're like, sorry about that. And he goes inside to watch the movie. Whatever. Right. And so then Paul and I are just grab-assing out there, making jokes, laughing about uh, that whole exchange, and all of a sudden, the bathroom door flies open <laughs> and out storms Heffernan with his newspaper <laughs> folded up, marching right towards me. And he's like, don't you ever fucking do that again. That is my private space. That is my <laughs> private time. You do not. And he's f- going off on me. And, I mean, like, you ripped me a new ass I did. I did. For a while. Yeah. I was mad. And of course I was like, okay, Heffer, like I was yeah, like, Dick. I know, I know. Right back to right. it. And, uh, and then we were, in, and the, and the, you know, like Soder's seen this a million times. He yeah. doesn't care. Yeah. Uh, but the searchlight rep. Yeah. He was a little. James Finn. Put off. He was scared. Yeah. And he, and then, but then we all had to get in a car and go to the next theater. Right. And we got over it. Oh, we got over it pretty quickly. Yeah. Very quickly. But we were, but you know, but we were in the car. Do you think I overreacted? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You, you, you t- think that's appropriate? Yeah. Otherwise, I wouldn't have done it. I thought it was funny. Like if well, I was in there, I know, but you thought it was, you did it because you thought it was funny. But yeah. in retrospect, you might be like, "Yeah, that's probably dumb." Well, no, but like it's it's like um, you know, like look, I, I don't want to get too graphic about this yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. but it's, it's like in college and things like that. You know, like yeah. you're you're in stalls next to people. Yeah, but that's different. It's like if I was Are shitting you, next to you, or if you walked into that stall and said, "Hey, Heffernan, we're gonna go across the street and grab some lunch. Uh, we're gonna be at this place. We'll see you over there." Okay, you got it. You know, whatever. If that was the case, you brought a guy. Yeah. Who I don't know. Yeah. Who's a fan? Yeah. Into the fucking bathroom. Hey, Kevin, meet the Schmaltzy. Uh, you know that's it's not that's like different. It's not like I asked you to open the door and let him watch you. I just wanted you to say hi. That's all. In, good, inappropriate. Good to meet you, bro. I'll see you out there in a second. I'll shake your hand. Okay. You know, like make a yeah. joke like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I would have done. Okay. I'd be like, oh, cool, bro. Okay. Welcome. You want me to open the door? That's what I would have said. I would have made jokes about I it. I get it. I get it. I'm, you know. God, now that I think of it, maybe I was the asshole. No, no, Kev, I was wrong. I don't think I was the asshole at all. (laughs) Trust me, I don't think so. Anyway, so. Do you think that guy liked Club Dread? um, Like, you went in there and was like, this movie, shit. (laughs) One more, one more final shit. (laughs) It's like, um, have you ever heard uh, the song Small Town by John Cougar Uh, Mellencamp? uh, Many times. Okay. Do you know how many times he said the word small town in that song? A lot. 17. Is that right? Yeah, 17 times. How do you know that? I just know things, bro. Okay. Oh, yeah. 17 times. Okay. Yeah. And, and what's your point? 
my point is, I wonder how many times we've said shit this. Oh, in this episode? In this episode. A lot. Yeah. A lot. So anyway, Lemmy, that was the story. Hey, here's the thing. We can fat laugh about it today, and we put it in the episode. Like I said to the young writers out there, nothing, none of your work goes Remember to waste. Remember it all. All of your life experiences can be used. Remember it all. For your creative endeavors. Remember it all. Exactly. Okay. Um, all right. Let's talk to our guest. Thank goodness. Right? Let's talk to our good friend, Dexter Lewis. All right. Joining us now uh, on the podcast, our guest is Sam Shaw, also known as Dexter Loomis. Good to see you, man. Good to see you guys. I miss you guys. Um, and uh, he joined us for episode 404, the doppelganger episode, as the doppelganger to Ike Crystal. Sam is a, a super successful professional wrestler. He's with the WWE now. And, you know, people had tweeted to us and sent these pictures of us of how, God, he looks so much like Gabe yeah. Hogan. And it, you guys should do something with that. So how did it come to you? Sam, was it like, uh, were people blowing up your social media? I mean, certainly they were blowing up ours saying, you know, you look like Ike Crystal, you guys are twins. I want to say it was like, I mean, maybe around season two or three for you guys when I started getting just these random tweets from people that were fans of your show just saying that I look like this guy <laughs> from uh, Tacoma FD, Ike Crystal. Mm -hmm. And then they'd send, you know, side-by-side -side comparisons and, Whatnot. And this this sort of just kept going. And I noticed that Gabe would like, you know, he would like it or he would retweet it. And so I started doing the same thing. So I was like, holy shit. Yeah, he does. We do look alike. And how funny would it be if I would actually be on this show one day? I, I swear to God, I thought about it. And uh, the, the retweets and the tweets from fans and things like that just kept coming. And... I mean, do you want to parlay into how, because I have questions for you guys. I don't yeah, even yeah, know, yeah. like, yeah. how did you guys, like, get in touch with me? How did you figure out, like, oh, we need that guy. He's, I know he's a wrestler, but how did you guys figure out how to reach me? Well, it's yeah. funny because, like, um, you know, we had this happen once with Stipe Miocic, the, you know, the UFC fighter. And uh, where it was on social media, like, oh, this guy is, I mean, he was a fan of the show, but, but uh, you know, he's a firefighter in Cleveland and he's the UFC heavyweight champion of the world. And, and he's like, I'd love to be on Tacoma. And it's on social media. You're like, holy fucking shit. He wants to be on Tacoma. <laughs> this is we should do. I mean, that's the Let's way figure we, it out. That's the way we are. Yeah. You know, and so when we when we saw this happening and we were like looking at pictures of you, we're like, holy shit, this dude looks exactly yeah. like he's an even more muscular version of uh, Ike Crystal. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I think just logistically the way it works is like we tell the casting people, we're like, you know, we, we want Sam Shaw. So go figure out how to get Sam Shaw. Figure it out. Yeah. And then they have their whatever, their methods of going in and talking to, you know, whether it's your agent or someone, you know, uh, at WWE or whoever, wherever it is, you know, and they track you down and then they put an offer out to you, I guess. Yeah. And so that's what, right? It, like an offer came to you, right? It was like, hey, these guys want you to be on the show. Was that... How you had it? That, that was it. Yeah. I it was funny because it's uh it's it's actually an agent out in LA who uh he's been in the wrestling business side of things. Yeah. And just randomly out of the blue, I just get a call. <laughs> and it's him, and he's just like, Hey man, you want to be on a TV show? <laughs> and I was like, What TV show? And he said, Tacoma FD. It's uh they want to do a, a doppelganger 
type episode. I was like, oh my God, it's exactly what I it's envisioned. Happening. Like, it's happening. I put this on my vision board. <laughs> it's happening. But like, you know, you two guys are like a very rare, perfect match. You know, you got nice, tight haircuts, sweet mustaches, extreme, intense uh, personality, veins in the neck. Yeah. You know. And a certain level of muscularity. Muscles. <laughs> And certain a, level, yes, yes. A high level of muscles. St. <laughs> Creatine here, you know what I mean? That's right. But that was so fun because like, I remember we were shooting a different episode when you came and you did like your fitting and stuff and you came onto the set and it was so fun to see you and we were in the middle of this other episode and I didn't know how you felt kind of like, well, it's it's always kind of, um, when I when I walk onto another show, it's a little bit daunting in the sense that, you know, you don't know anybody and you're whatever, whatever and I, I you know. You seem to be okay. I didn't know if you were uncomfortable, but on top of that, you know, we were kind of throwing you into this thing where maybe you weren't that familiar with, you know, and I, I didn't know if you were uncomfortable with that situation. I mean, I'll be real. I, when I walked on set, I was like, oh my God, look at all these beautiful people that are mm. so, uh, mm. you know, mm. they're, 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 they're really, you know, mastering the craft here. The set looks incredible. Like, what am I getting myself into? Oh, wait, I have a trailer. Wow. This is amazing. Like I was just making sure I had all my lines every day, but I'll tell you, I, I just, uh, you guys made it so fun and welcoming. The environment was amazing. And, uh, man, it's just what a, what an experience. And I'm very thankful for you guys. Uh, appreciative. So thank you very much for having me. Oh, you got oh, it. Man, you're fantastic. I mean, I think, you know, some of the thing also that's a little bit daunting when you walk into that situation is that, um, you know, we, we've been together for years and, and um, you know, we have a certain cadence and a way of working and improvisation and things like that. And I think some people can come in and get a little bit intimidated. But I think kind of you came in and, uh, you know, I, I, the way that you and Gabe played off each other was fantastic. You're looking good, brother. Thank you, thank you. Oh, man. What are you benching these days, about? Oh, 300 pounds. But if that's too heavy, you switch it to metric. 136 kilograms, much easier lift, obviously. Of course it is, obviously. It's a lesser number. Oh, man, why didn't I think of that? I have a theory. I have yeah. a theory. So I think there's something, like, when you're muscular, I think things change. Is that right? Yeah, and I'm... I, <laughs> Because here's the thing, like when Arquette and I met, you know, because everybody met their doppelgangers. Right. And this is a funny thing, like walking and being introduced to your doppelganger. We all know we're doppelgangers. Very funny, yeah. And so with me and Arquette, it's still like, hey, what's up? Like we're doppelgangers, but like, hey, nice to meet you. Yeah. You know, nice to meet you. Right. But with the muscle guys, <laughs> like like they have a different swagger. They come in, they don't shake hands. You know, they, they do clasp hands and it's like they see each other and they're like, that's right. We're the two muscle guys. <laughs> And they come and they hug. It's like they've known each other for years because they're connected by it's a, very alpha, a DNA type. It's thing. very alpha. Yeah, like, it's like we were speaking to each other just mentally. We, sure. we just we knew like, hey, you know that thing in Predator where Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, Carl Weathers, you know, hey, you son of a bitch. Yeah. And then they clap hands, and then they they got the oiled up biceps. That's right. Like. That was the funny thing. That's just like a dream come true that we could actually get that in on a TV show, this magnitude, and just show the world that. That was yeah. hilarious. Loved it. That's and you guys were so open to it. You guys were like, fuck yeah, let's do it. I mean, the Predator thing is always a, a great thing to do. And, yeah. And, you know, between these two guys, I mean, the close-up on those arms. Well, and then and then the prop guy, you know, I was, I was the director of the episode. I was like, go get the oil. And, and, and he's like... That, I was just about to say, that was like the best part. You're like, cut. 
Hey, go get the the oil. (laughs) Come back in with the oil, and we do the whole scene again with the oil on. And the funny thing is, is like, is the prop guy? You you know, you're like, go get the oil, and he's like, (laughs) and you're like, no cares. Go get the oil, and he's like, I'm serious. Go get the oil. And then he's looking around, and Kevin's like, no, he's serious. Get the oil, and we're like, yeah, get the oil. We're yep. doing the predator thing. And, and all of a sudden there's like, you know, walkie talkies are going, we need oil. Yeah. We need muscle oil. And then it's like, they came in. I, I think the first take we did a class and put the, and the oil was on. We were like, all right, cut. We need more oil. <laughs> more need, oil. Let's make these things shiny <laughs> as buck. We need more oil. Yeah. yeah. And we oiled yeah. up those arms. And it's, to me, it's one of my favorite shots in the episode because like everything, everything's, you know, dry. Yeah, and then you guys greet each other, and you clasp hands, and, and it's, it's oiled. Just two yeah. oily arms, and then we come back out, and the arms are dry again, <laughs> and that's okay, and that's good. Yeah, it's it's the way all those movies went. It's the way you know when James Bond jumped in the water, he came out, and his hair not a hair was moved out of place. <laughs> his suit was dry, like you know, amazing. You know, Gabe is, is an improv master. He does a lot of improv, but we had never heard. That was just you guys talking. You weren't even improvising. <laughs> we got chicken in the freezer. You still got some in there? Yeah. All right, I might throw that out in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's that's kind of like what we do in the WWE. You know, they give you a very loose script with some bullet points, and it's just kind of like, all right. You know, it, I mean, it's funny because my character essentially doesn't talk. Right, right, which is funny. I, on. That was on the, the WWE ama- program. That was kind of the amazing thing about the response to the to the episode. It was like, holy shit, he talks. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, and that was like the craziest the craziest part was just like, you know, WWE was aware of it. Like, hey, I, I shot this episode and I talked a lot. And I honestly thought that maybe I'd be going back to TV soon and I'd be talking. And that would sort of break it to the fans a little more subtle. Yeah. But this was just like right out of the gates, like, holy shit, this guy talks and he <laughs> says funny shit. And he's, you know, he's on a TV show and it's, where's he been? Oh, he was on this TV show. Yeah. yeah. Little did everybody know, but it, it was shot last summer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's my favorite. I think it's my favorite uh, social media uh, show response ever. Because, you know, social media has a, a cadence and a way of uh, speaking and texting. And it's, and it's like, like, shit, cuz talks. <laughs> you know, didn't know homeboy could speak like those types of things. Yeah, people were rejoicing in the fact that that you were speaking. Like the people were like outright like I thought he was mute. Thank God. Yeah, and now they want it. They they want more of it. They want right. more of it. Like wh- whatever you know platform they can get it. You know, and it's uh, I don't know. I I feel like it was refreshing and i think it, it kind of gave fans a different perspective of you know hey there's layers to this guy he, he's not just like this guy that looks scary on tv and doesn't say anything and you, you're just wondering the whole time what he's thinking speaking of know? which speaking of which i want to ask you a question while we got you because i i was just reading about it and i had no idea like you were an art student and then uh i was reading that you were originally like an illustrator and like you, you're the guy who did like caricatures of people like on the dock or whatever, or on the on the boardwalk or whatever. Is that true? That is correct. Yes, uh, I've been drawing. My mom says I've been drawing since I was like two years old. That's awesome. And it used to be like she she would tell me. I don't remember these things, but she would tell me like 
you would watch WWF superstars or Saturday morning something, and your heroes were like the Hulk Hogan's, the Ultimate Warriors, all these colorful, yeah, crazy characters of the late '80s, early '90s, you know. And it just that stuck with me really hardcore, I guess, because when the show was over, it was get the crayons out, get some paper out. Hey, mom, draw me Hulk Hogan. Draw me Ultimate Warrior. I, I need more of this. And she would draw the stuff and I would correct. I'd be like, hey, mom, you didn't get the belt right. You didn't get the, <laughs> you didn't get the, uh, you know, Hulk Hogan's, you know, weird mullet uh, <laughs> thing going on in the back. And she'd be like, okay. She just passed me the paper. She'd say, hey, you do it. So I was just mm. sort of forced to do it myself. And my mom was just like looking at these pictures like, holy shit. And that's, that's what she tells me. That's how it went. Sure. That's, that's what she tells me. And just from then on, I just kept drawing, kept drawing, kept drawing. And all through high school, you know, people were like, you need to do something with this. And yeah. uh, my, my art teachers in high school were just like, you should go to art college. And so I went to Savannah College of Art and Design in Savannah, Georgia. Graduated wow. with a degree in fine arts and illustration. Didn't know what to do after that. I, I went amazing. to wrestling school. I knew I wanted to be a wrestler, but I had to have a job on the side to sort of pay for all these things. Had you wrestled in high school or wrestled in college? Like at the same time you're doing the art stuff or? During college, I would take these trips. Like during spring break, um, people would party. Yeah. But I would sure. take trips to Atlanta, Georgia and spend a week at a wrestling school. Okay. And I was just sort of learning the craft you know, little by little. And as soon as I graduated, I went full, full tilt with it, moved to Atlanta and just was, I was going to the wrestling school every single night. But during the day I had to work a job. I worked at a Trader Joe's. I was doing artwork for the signage that you see at a Trader Joe's yeah. on the wall. <laughs> That's right. Um, at one point I, I moved to Orlando and I was going to another wrestling school and trying to get a job with another wrestling company that was based in Orlando and I was working uh, for a third-party company within uh, Universal Studios. And we were doing the thing that you, you, you see at all these theme parks where people sit down in front of you and you just you draw them, you, you fuck them up, basically. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> but yeah. do you still have stuff? You adorn your own walls with stuff? And what, do you have stuff that you're drawing now and, and you work Yeah, on? look, I, I just I don't know if you can see it, but I just drew some Ninja Turtles. Cause <laughs> that's I, amazing. I mean, I actually went with. Uh, I have an eight-year-old son, and I took him to see the new Ninja amazing. Turtles movie, which was a blast, by the way. Yeah, tremendous. Do you um, like to put uh, secret uh, dick images into your uh, anim <laughs> animated pictures, like most animators? Why do you have to go there? Why do you have to go to the? Dick I think joke? that's. Uh, I Why think every animator joke? either they do or they don't. True. That has that has stuck with you for a long time. You heard that probably a long time ago that some some animators somewhere were doing that, right? Well, we do it. That, we put you guys do. It. We put hidden dicks in all of our sets and everything. So you know, it's weird. <laughs> Sam, would you come back to Tacoma yeah. FD if we were to have you again? I mean, that was the. Th I was going to spend thirty minutes just begging you guys. <laughs> to be all right, my man. It was a pleasure getting to know you. It was a pleasure having you on the show. So great. So funny. So awesome. Hopefully we will get to do uh, – well, we're going to hang out for beers one of these days. We keep talking. I, man, I was trying to make it happen during WrestleMania. It was just weird. I had so much stuff going on. I know you guys were pitching stuff and doing stuff, but it was – you know, we'll get there. Yes, we'll get there. Can I, can I come too? Yes. 
Yeah, totally. Oh, good. Thanks. Please. Good. Totally. Good. Please. Good. Okay. Good. <laughs> All right, Sam. Um, thank you, Sam. Thanks really for appreciate it, us. man. And thanks for doing the episode. It's good seeing Mr. Dexter Loomis. Woo wee! Um, you want to watch a gag reel? I would love to watch a gag reel. Uh, we got a, a, a an episode four. Who gives a shift? Gag reel. I love it. Do you want to see it? I do. What's your problem? Why are you hold, Why are you doing this? Why are you playing this game with me? I'm just I'm just uh, increasing the anticipation. Okay, it's wait. an anti- anticipation thing. Okay, that's part of salesmanship, you know. Okay, anticipation, right? Yeah. Do you want it now? Yeah, I want it. All right, let's hit it. type of fucking I don't know no one who don't like fucking but old time fucking is the best type of fucking I know Shark Week (laughs) (laughs) We're supposed to get a boot allowance but Chief can be a bit stingy (laughs) (laughs) We got chicken in the freezer You still got some in there? Yeah Alright my god That was good <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I mean, you know, I can make as many shit jokes as you want. <laughs> big upset. Soap how, how more upset? Soap opera, big upset. I, you guys are gonna make me look like a bad actor. I know. <laughs> oh my god, the D shift is his favorite crew. <laughs> Get out of here! Hey, Terry. Hey, <laughs> Sorry to break up the party, but the storm broke up, moved up the coast. <laughs> okay, here we go. <clears throat> hey, hey, hey. Sorry to break up the party. Not after I rip your dick off. Not after I rip your dick off. Not after I rip your dick off. An ounce of protection. Fuck you. Serious harm. Serious health harm. Fuck you, I got it wrong. Go get screened. And a fuck you. Is an easy way to avoid serious, harmful fuck you. He fucked it up. Go, go, go. go. he fucked up. Go. <laughs> we good? Does this work? There we go. I'll take uh, an inch more. All right, that's it, guys. That's it. It's a hard out at three. It's a hard out at three. I'm sorry. That's it. Can we have two minutes? Two minutes? No. Nope. We just have, to, we have two more lines. That's it. Yeah. Yes. I shit mouthed myself again. You got shit mouth. Right? Which I, I put that in there, you know. You got shit mouth. To get me going. We got our park rangers in there. Right. I put the blur on that face. Yeah. You know how hard that is? You did that yourself. I right? did that myself. And yeah. I like figured it out myself. It took me like three hours. But it looks great though. <laughs> and now you'll always have that. I should have just asked Joey Clips to do it for me. Joey Clips would have done that. Fuck, man. Hey, man. I think that does it. That wraps us up. I think we did another one. Okay, we definitely did do another one. We did another, and thank you to uh, Dexter. Thanks to all of the actors who showed up for that episode. It was a blast oh, to shoot. That as was a you great episode. That a was a great time. episode. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Another episode of Talk Homa. Uh, join us again next week. We'll have another great episode. You come back and, and watch us. Tell your friends about this podcast, everybody. Yeah, click here. Click here. Yeah.